When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by Tote. Bet with Tote and support racing in the UK and Ireland. Welcome along to a special edition of the Final Furlong Podcast and a very special edition it is. Uh, We were thrilled to be joined by this man many times last year and even more thrilled to have him back on at the very start of the flat season. A multiple champion trainer, multiple classic winning trainer, multiple record-breaking trainer, Aidan O'Brien, welcome back to the Final Forlum Podcast. Hello, Emerson. You're more than welcome. How are you? Uh, good, thank God. And uh, great to get to chat to you again. You were very, very kind to give us an exclusive last year where you said that because of the way the season was going to unfold, that it was such a compacted season, that your high-class three-year-olds would return at four. And that's exactly what's happened. So you've got these very exciting, on paper at least, juveniles. And we've already seen one from a first-season Siren Caravaggio win. A very strong three-year-old team, by the looks of things, from both Colts and Phillies. And then we've got some older horses as well. So we'll start with one we've seen already in the shape of Mogul who was out in Dubai, he kind of did what Mogul is expected to do in his first start, and that is improve for the run. Did the sun on his back in Dubai and the race do him good? And has he returned to Bally Doyle in, in good form? Yeah, he has. Uh, Emma's general, uh, he came out of the race very well, uh, which we were delighted with. Uh, we had it originally thought that we would come back from Dubai and probably give him a little rest and end up going to Ascot next with him. Um, but he came back so well, we're... we're thinking of uh, maybe going to the gallery with him next uh, and going back to a mile and a quarter where the pace might be a little bit stronger which we think that uh, he, he enjoys in his races and uh, um, no, that's what we're thinking of at the moment and of course he's already tasted group one success in France as well so uh, yeah the pre-gallery would be a, a fantastic uh, race for him is does that then mean that you're considering an international campaign for him or, or would it be the pre-Gane and then if he was to pass that test to go to the Royal Meeting? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Like Duke of Marmalade and, and those horses did that. Um, they, they, like the Gane is, is the first group one uh, kind of over a mile and a quarter in this part of the world, I think. Mm. Um, so... Um, and he's had a run, and, and uh, like like I said, we were delighted with the way he came out of the, the race in Dubai. And in terms of trip, is is so ten furlongs and twelve furlongs? Then, like, 
do you see 12 furlongs as being key to him or given the fact that you're looking at the pre-Gane is, is 10 furlongs then going to be an option for him going forward? Like, could the Prince of Wales come into play for him? Yeah, we were always going to uh, go back in trip with him this year and it was always the plan to go back uh, to a mile and a quarter and and uh, listen, you would never know. We could even go back shorter, but we'll we'll go back to a mile and a quarter first and see what happens. His uh, horse travels very well in his work and in his canters. You gave one of the best quotes I've ever heard on this show in all my time recording it, which was, "I think he's been making a fool of us all year, but I'm pretty sure that we haven't figured out now." And that was the weekend that was recorded before the weekend of Irish Champions Weekend, which was also the rescheduled Grand Prix de Paris in which he absolutely bolted up. A fantastic three-year-old season in the end, given the circumstances, particularly rounded off with the Hong Kong Vaz. Very exciting four-year-old. Delighted to see that he'll be heading to the pre-Gane. And then uh, presumably Prince of Wales at Royal Ascot. You've also got two siblings of his in the yard because you have uh, a juvenile who is a sister to Mogul, but also Japan remains in training as a five-year-old. What is your thinking with him this season? Because last season was essentially a write-off. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just didn't... Um, uh, nothing went right for me really last year. Uh, we had him back in, in a nice place and then it just went wrong again on us. And we're very happy with him over the winter. Uh, he's done very well. Um, he's in full work and... Uh, um, and is is nearly ready to start as well. We'd probably start him in some of the mile and a quarter races here at home, as something like a Moors Bridge or something like that. But but physically has done very well and, and, and we're very happy where he is as well. And we think and hope that he, he will leave last year behind him. How have they both done physically? How has Mogul transformed from three to four and Japan from four to five? Because they looked, as three-year-olds, they both individually looked like strong horses, but ones that would improve. And, and Japan certainly looks like a real brute as a four-year-old. But has he gotten even stronger? Yes, uh, yeah, but they both have done very well. Um, obviously, they're two different types of horses. Um, Mogul looks kind of like a, a, a big, typical Dane Hill sprinter, miler type physically. And uh, Japan looks more like a middle distance, mile and a quarter, mile and a half horse physically. Uh, but both of them have done very well, but they're just... Uh, um, physical specimens both of them are different um, no but he like he has done very well over the winter uh, um, Japan also and Broom must have been a, a nice bonus winning over 10 furlongs on his return uh, I'll be honest I was a little bit surprised to see him win and see him win so easily um, something tells me though that you weren't no it, it, he's everything has went very well with him in the winter and the spring and last year Nothing really went right for him. Um, so we were very happy to start him this year and we were delighted with his run. Um, uh, there's a chance that he might not go up to the distances that we thought that we were going to go with him last year and, and there's a chance that he could stay at a mile and a quarter or a mile and a half. But Jamal raced very well, even though he has a lazy way of racing. Uh, it just might not mean that he wants to go very far. He, he's... he's um, he picks up really well when you ask him. Um, so a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half might be his best trips. And that's what we might keep him to uh, this year. Would he be a horse that could be campaigned on the international scene? Yes, it's very possible. Um, uh, he's, he has, a, I think, an entry in the Moors Bridge as well. Um, and uh, obviously they all can't run in it, but there is every chance that he could travel. Uh, he could, he's a horse that could end up in a Japan Cup or something at the end of the year. Okay. Of course, 
love has to be asked about. Um, she was absolutely sensational for you last season, winning two classics and the Yorkshire Oaks and doing so in some style. Uh, it was just the three runs, but that might have done her the world of good. Uh, back for more. What kind of a campaign do you envisage for love this season? No, yeah, we're very happy with her. She's ready to go. Uh, when the ground is nice, uh, she'll be ready to run. Um, she's natural, so she was easy to get fit. Um, and same thing would probably mile in the quarter, probably like she's, I suppose she's a unique filly, really. Like she started at a mile and went all the way up to a mile and a half. So um, it's rare uh, ones do that. Um, so she has all the options. Obviously, she would have a, a locking. There's an option over a mile early, but the ground can be softish there so we probably won't be doing that but we'd be looking at some of the races um, like the Tattersalls or something like that and then Ascot and uh, things like that but uh, we'll just get a little bit closer to the time before we decide but they're all the races that are open to her really And is her ultimate season target going to be the arc? I think it will be uh, if the ground is, is right and it's it's not heavy uh, punishing ground she's a beautiful moving filly and, and obviously uh, we, we never thought that would be ideal for her um, but obviously we trained her very hard for the arc last year and because we trained her so hard for it uh, we just decided when 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 all that went wrong uh, and none of them got to go at that time and the ground came against her and a whole lot of stuff we just decided to finish her off early uh, with the view to having her in training this year and, and maybe uh, having a longer campaign could the same be said though for for Mogul in Japan? Because to be fair, you have had multiple runners in the race before, and you had a one-two-three uh, in the arc um, not so long ago. So is like like when you look at Japan and and Mogul and Love, there are three high-class horses. We haven't even come to Santiago and Tiger Moth potentially yet as well. Uh, Inish Free is back too, uh, so we'll get your views on those horses in a second. But um, are, is is the arc in the back of your mind for all three of those horses? I think it is, but obviously there's an awful lot of racing to be done before then. Uh, from now till then and there's a lot of races that they can compete in and, and I suppose that there all those races will be looked at with them and uh, then we'll see where we are coming into the autumn usually those horses have a kind of a little rest after the summer campaign and then and then we decide on the autumn campaign and obviously the arc is, is one of the, the big ones then you know so but, but the, the season is gone long you have you have America and you have the arc and you have uh, Japan and uh, you have Hong Kong and you know so the, the season has gone long it goes all the way right through the year now really uh, there's obviously standout races in the UK that are massively important like the the classics and uh, the derby uh, for example but uh, the prize money is been something that everybody's been talking about you yourself spoke about it for the for the Oaks last year um, you look at the international scene and you see there is so much gravy on offer in Australia and America. And you've proven time and time again that you have the capability of being able to send horses and be able to win at multiple grade ones or group ones uh, on the international scene. Is that something that you're thinking of doing a little bit more of this year? No, I think that's what we'll always do. Obviously, the whole 
thoroughbred a breed is built around the classic horses and, and that's what that's the most important of them all are the classics and everything else kind of uh, stems off from that and obviously we're lucky like obviously the lads can't stand all the horses so some of them have to race on at four and five which is, is great for us and, and it is great that there is some big uh, pots and big uh, prize money races around the world and, and that's where we like to be able to compete if we have the horses good enough really um, um, so I suppose that's, um, that's the way it is and like we're lucky to have looks like a nice team of older horses this year and, and uh, looking forward to being able to compete in some of those races I suppose and like like you said all the way down to Australia, um, there's some very big pots and, and big, uh, very uh, uh, big race to have worth winning, really. The Derby winner is back, Serpentine, who probably didn't get the credit that he deserved. He was a very impressive winner of his maiden. You had told Emmett McNamara, and you have to have a conversation with the stewards beforehand, you and the jockey, about what your running plans are going to be, that you felt that there was the possibility he could stay a mile six, so ride him with uh, with stamina in mind. That's exactly what Emmett did, and it came out to perfection. Christoph Sumion raved about him, after the Grand Prix de Paris behind Mogul. How has he wintered? Do you feel that he is ready to show people what he is capable of? You know, we were very happy with him. The race we were looking at last year with the Ark, and, and we felt we had him in a great place for that. Uh, Christoph rode him in the trial, and, and he was really delighted with him. His, the trial was his first run back after break. He'd done very well physically, and everything was right with him. And, I suppose the arc was the big one that we missed with him last year and we were very disappointed about it. Uh, like obviously, he, he even though he handles fast ground, he has form with ease in the ground as well. And that was the race we thought that was really right for him. And obviously then he didn't get to run. And uh, and then we ran him in, in Ascot out just to finish off his year, really. Um, he ran a great race over a mile and a quarter. Uh, uh, as well, uh, we think he's done very well from three to four. Physically, he's gotten stronger, um, and uh, he, he's a horse that we think is going to be very comfortable and competitive in, in any of those big races from a mile and a quarter to a mile and a half, really. Order of Australia went on to win the Breeders' Cup mile. Again, just a sublime ride from Pierre-Charles <laughs> Boudot. I presume that Queen Anne is the kind of race that you'd be looking at, uh, because I know how important Royal Ascot is to Bally Doyle and Coolmore, but could he start off in something like the Lockinge? Yeah, he could. Um, uh, it's very possible. Um, obviously, we're looking at the Queen Anne with him, and he could have a run before, then it could be the Lockinge. Uh, we think he's a, he's a, he's a real miler um, likes a nice bit of ground and, and likes plenty of pace on um, but we were uh, obviously with Lyles in America and uh, um, and he's wintered very well so uh, no looking forward to him as well and, and like obviously the the Lockings Queen Anne would be the first two uh, main uh, early season targets, but would would like a nice bit of ground. And like I say, sometimes in the in the Lockings you don't get that. And the fact that he's back in training must mean that you feel that he can back up that performance in the Breeders' Cup and as an older horse progress and uh, and prove to be that little bit stronger. Yeah, we always thought he would, and we always felt it coming back to a mile, it could it could happen for him, and, and obviously that's what did happen. Um, he he uh, we were lucky I suppose that we were waiting for him to get into the race the whole time and and, and uh, I mean the last minute he did get in and we were delighted uh, once fast ground fast pace mile um, I love the flat track all those so all those things fell from um, no we were delighted and he went to Hong Kong then and ran a big race as well over a mile and just got caught in a little bit of traffic in the straight early on and his rhythm just got 
momentum got stopped a little bit, but uh, he still ran a very good race and, and uh, he came home very well after it. Inish Free was my idea of the Derby winner last year. Obviously, he missed the campaign, but he's back as a four-year-old. How is he after his season-ending injury? And uh, just how bad an injury was it to rule him out for the entire campaign? Yeah, no, it wasn't bad, but it, it just, uh, it, obviously, we had to give him two or three months off. And then when you give a cold at that type of year, they're doing very well. Um, it's just hard enough to get them back, and he was nearly back, but we just decided to to, uh, to not to force him or rush him in the end. And uh, he had a good winter. He he, he uh, did plenty uh, strengthening and conditioning work over the winter, and and uh, came into the spring very well, and is nearly ready to run again. So um, uh, his, his trip is probably going to be a mile, mile and a quarter, and might even get a mile and a half. But uh, but he's going to start in some of those races. Uh, We'll try to get a conditioned race for him or, or a Moors Bridge or something like that. But he's nearly ready to go. But um, he's probably three or four weeks away from picking a race for him yet. And then two similar enough horses in Santiago and Tiger Moth. What kind of campaign are you envisaging for them? Yeah, Tiger Moth uh, is, is probably going to shorten up in distance. He'll, he'll probably be a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half. We don't really think he's a... He's a uh, 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 next, like obviously mile and a half or mile and six or so we don't think he needs that distance um, so he, he'll come back and complain over those shorter trips um, at the start anyway um, but he's done very well as well at San Diego he, he might, we might leave him at the at training him for the Gold Cup and he might start in some of the vintage crop or um, um, one of those races uh, the Savile Bag on the way um, we're not totally convinced that two and a half miles uh, he will get it um, but he has plenty of class and there's every chance that he could um, and uh, he's in great order as well So as things stand then Santiago would be the, the cup horse and he would be very, very interesting if he was to go for that as well. Before we get some more exclusive insight from Aidan O'Brien for his horses in training for 2021, the Final Furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by Tote. Looking to bring pool betting back to the masses with better value, brilliant bets, and that slick new app. You can also check out the website tote.co.uk. With the new Tote guarantee, you'll never be paid less than SP on win bets. And of course, if the pool pays more, you will get the bigger price. It has never been easier to place your favorite bets online, including trifectas, exactas, place pots, scoop six, and the brand new game, Tote Survivor, where the aim is to be the last person standing. But most importantly, when you bet with Tote, your money is going back into supporting the sports that we all love at a time when racing has never needed it more. So by betting with Tote, you know you are supporting racing directly. Also, there is the bonus of the fact that Tote aren't a bookie, so they're not going to come along and restrict you. They're not going to come along and stop you from having a big bet, and they will never close down winning accounts. So remember, Final Furlong Podcast winners are more than welcome. If you haven't got an account, join Toad today and enjoy a risk-free bet on any of their pools. Terms and conditions apply. Given that we're recording at the weekend, I should, on Friday, 9th of April, I should ask you about your horses that are running at Leopardstown before we, we get stuck into the your big classic contenders. Ryan Moore, the turncoat, has uh, gone on your son's horse, Shale, 
then again, he is contracted to Coolmore, to be fair. Now, Shale is a horse that I really, really like, and I think she has a big chance in the 1,000 guineas. But I was really taken with Empress Josephine and how she managed to win. Beautiful pedigree, full sister to Minding. How impressed were you with her on debut? And uh, how big a run are you expecting from her on Sunday? Yeah, I suppose it's, it's probably um, seven furlongs around Leperstown. It could be tight enough, um, but we'll find out. Uh, she shows plenty of pace in her work. Always looked like a filly that would be happy starting in a filly's maiden from seven to a mile. And, and obviously it was a mile I think she started in. But um, she's a nice draw and she seems to have come out of the race well. She learned a lot and, and we learn a lot about her. Um, uh, Seamus... Uh, um, always liked her and and, uh, and stayed with her and wanted to ride her so um, no she's we're very happy with her and, and was a filly was shown plenty in the spring uh, endless really Excellent in terms of the 2000 Guineas hopes briefly on on the runners that you have in uh, the Bally Lynch Stud 2000 Guineas trial Horoscope Matchless and Merchant Key Yeah um, Horoscope one is made and obviously uh, delighted with him at the Cora and we think he's came forward since then uh, he's a good draw he, track and trip and ground and all should suit him well. Um, Merchant Key, uh, we always thought was a very smart horse last year and he got an injury and we had to stop with him. Um, we're not sure how far he's going to stay, uh, so we'll probably ride him patiently. Uh, he's working really nicely um, and has done very well physically. And then Matchless, uh, one has made him in Listowel, um, obviously a Galileo horse, you'd imagine a mile, mile and a quarter, but he always showed plenty class in his, in his work and uh, that day uh, Seamus loved him. Uh, he's in good order, just ready to start as well, but will improve. Um, so it's going to be interesting. He's going to learn a lot and we're going to learn a lot about him as well. So uh, it's easy to go up and trip after that and we'll have a fair idea where we're going. Quick return to the Phillies. You've got Joan of Arc in the uh, 1000 Guineas trial, uh, which will be live on TG Car for those of us in Ireland who are listening to the show. Um, sorry, UK. You might actually be able to access it on RT Player online or use a VPN. Uh, you'll get to see Sarah Lynham and uh, the legend Sean Bonbrock in action. I don't have a clue what they're saying. Uh, Aidan, do you speak Irish? Uh, um, very little, Aidan, uh, sorry. <laughs> very, very little would be the polite way that I would say it as well. Yeah, I don't have a clue what's going on, but um, fair play to them, and it's it's great to see them doing it. Uh, but you've got Joan of Arc, who is, look, she's beautifully bred. She's a full sister to Marvelous, and of course, Glen Eagles. So she's running on Sunday. But you've also got Queen Speech, who's entered in the Nell Gwen. So she could be taking up her that engagement at, at Newmarket on Wednesday. And she's a, a horse that I'm very interested in, a daughter of American pharaoh, uh, very much an American bred horse, but I really liked her win uh, at the Curra on debut. What can you tell us about both? Yeah, Queen's Speech is ready to run. I'm um, not sure she'll go to Newmarket. Um, the ground looks plenty quick over there. She handled very soft ground easily at the Curra that day, uh, but she's fit and ready to run. Um, um, and um, no, so they're very happy with her. And then uh, what was the other filly then you asked me about Emmett? Uh, the other one I asked you about was Joan of Arc. Yeah, no, she's very well as well since her run. Um, we always thought that she would get a mile well. And uh, this is seven around Leperstown, which is tight. Uh, she's drawn a little bit wide, um, but she's in very good order and has, has improved plenty from the run. So that would be interesting with her as well. 
Um, she looks like a, a filly that could be very comfortable at an Irish Guineas or something like that. Um, so I suppose the, the purpose of running her is to find out uh, how much she has come forward to teach her and uh, and to see where we go from there. But I'm uh, very happy with her now. Um, I'm attempt to run. When it comes to the 2000 Guineas itself, St. Mark's Basilica is a horse who's obviously fascinating. He cost well over a million. Um, I think it was 1.6 million. Uh, Frankie Dettori rode him to victory in the Dewhurst after a, a fine run behind your son Joseph's horse, Thunder Moon, in the Vincent O'Brien uh, National Stakes at the Curra. You've also got Van Gogh in there, who might be more of a derby horse, but the horse that has been coming in for the, the most attention obviously is Battleground, Son of Warfront, yeah. and a little bit special, I, I think, for you, because so far the only Son of Found, she hasn't been able to produce one since, which is a real shame, but he looks special. Yeah, no, he's a um, powerful big horse too, has done very well, he's ready to run very shortly. Um, obviously, he's in the, on the Guineas programme with, with the other horses there, um, a big, strong, genuine horse. Uh, my looks like it's going to be somewhere around this trip. Um no, so um, yeah, he, he could be a very exciting horse. And listen, uh, we'll get a little bit closer to Newmarket to see what uh, what's going to um, what the lads are going to be happy to let run or whatever. But um, no, he, he looking forward to him. St. Mark's Basilica just obviously looks made to head back there. Yeah, he he handled the track very well, and he got the he got the seven very well that day, and looked like he would get a mile. Uh, everything has went well with him as well. He's in full work and he's fit and ready. Um, um, like obviously, I think it'll be three weeks after this weekend or four weeks to the Guineas, but he's, he's well forward and, and uh, he's doing everything very well. Um, and, and like you said, um, himself and Wembley, they, 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 it was good experience that they got him to do horse and, and like both of them are in good shape at the moment. Very little between him uh, at the line and very little between them on form because yeah. there wasn't that much between them in the national stakes as well. So Wembley has to be very much respected too. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's 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 quick horse Wembley. Uh, he looks like he's a horse is going to be a, a male on miler. Um, where Max Vasilica might stay a bit further. Um, but Wembley's a very strong traveller and and uh, would love a lovely nice bit of ground and and. Uh, um, yeah, he, he's another horse that you look forward to this year. Is Van Gogh more of a derby type? He's very classy. Um, he's working very well. Um, I could have no problem running him in a guineas, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he was a guineas horse. Uh, physically, he's done very well over the winter. Um, would not be happy with him, really. Um, everything is, is going, he's going through all the all the stages very smooth. Um with a big smile on his face at the moment so that's a good sign when he's like that you know so he's a horse we're going to look forward to as well I love that uh, big smile on his face I suspect that a horse who has a big smile on his face is high definition particularly if he's been listening to what you've been saying about him you've obviously been very taken with his work and uh, all that he's been doing so far but he was also a horse who was just a little bit deadly really uh, in how he managed to get the job done in the Burrsford Stakes because it looked as though he he was coming from an impossible position that day. Yeah, he's a big, strong, powerful horse. He's after doing well over the winter. We always felt one or two runs and, and we were going to leave him at that. Uh, he's a horse with a massive, big, long stride. Um, finished off his races very well. We were kind of um, debating whether we would run him in, in, a, 
thanks to in the guineas our, our go derby trial with him so uh, we, we've decided that we'd go to derby trial route he's nearly ready to go we were nearly going to run him in the valley sack so he, he might wait on the Dernstown um, but he's well forward and, and ready and physically has done well and, and uh, he's a good bit heavier than he was last year which is a great sign Would one run like the Dernstown or the Dante would that be enough for him would you be happy enough with that yeah, plenty, because he's an easy horse to get fit and, and he's a athletic type. Um, some horses you'd like to get two, but maybe with him we'd pr- probably prefer one rather than two, and that's kind of why we decided not to go to the Bally Sacks. We would wait for one a little bit closer to the, the Derby. A dark horse, beautifully bred by Galileo out of Easton Angel, who did transfer to you, but unfortunately never got the opportunity to run for you. She was a, a good sprinter for Michael Dodds. I thought he looked every inch a horse who would be happy to step up. And he's another horse who you've used Dundalk as a stepping stone. And it seems to be a track that you're using more and more these days. Yeah, it's a great facility and it always has been. Um, you're sure what you're going to get. Um Ground-wise, and just lead a horse that likes a nice bit of ground. You know, we were delighted with his run. Uh, he was a little bit laid back and a bit babyish. And that was the reason to run him, is to just to teach him a little bit before the winter. Uh, he, he got home very well in the race that day, and uh, we've been very happy with him since. And we're, he's going to run in the Valley Sacks the weekend, and, and we learn a lot more about him then. He's obviously a wild price right now, but um, on the back of the Valley Sacks, were he to run well, would the Darren Stone then come into play for him? I'd say so. He'd, he'd probably need another one. Anyway, he's... Um, a little bit more laid back than some of the others so I would imagine if he, if he runs well he, he'll go back for another trial and, and see then where we go with him. For those who are interested in high definition you kind of have to be somewhat interested in Wordsworth uh, who gave him a right run for his money and he was actually favoured on the day. Uh, how has he been doing in his work? Yeah he's good he's, he's, uh, he's I think he's an entry for the middle of next week and that was a mile and a quarter made and he's a horse that's going to stay well um, he's done very well so he's just taking a little bit longer to get fit than, than some of them but he, he will have an entry and it's possible that he run, will run but Wednesday but will improve plenty from the run and Cleveland Cleveland is very well uh, he, we were debating running him in the Bally Sacks he as well but obviously they all can't run um, he's ready to go as well uh, he's in new market or could be in a new market next week in the Cleveland we were debating on running but He's probably not going to, and he'll probably have a derby trial somewhere, and it could be Chester or Linkfield or somewhere like that. Um, but he's in good shape and happy with him too. And Chester has proved to be a, a very important place for you in, in recent years as well. So um, horses who turn up there should definitely be taken note of. It, it's probably, you can teach a horse there in one run than you would in two or three runs in other places. So that's what we like about it really when you, Obviously, the classics, uh, they, they need to know their job before they go to Epsom. And, uh, and it's, uh, you always get the great uh, surface there, very flat track, and, and horses come over very well. The favourite that you have for the 1,000 guineas is Santa Barbara. You have the grandson of the man who founded Opal, who has become a big uh, bloodstock investor, has bought into her. She had her one start last year and uh, did the job well. She was always very exciting at home. Um, always was all the way through and, and uh, wintered very well and uh, she's uh, going through her work very easily and, and uh, um, very excitingly at the moment and um, we were debating on whether we'd run her in Leperstown and uh, and uh, before the, the Guineas if we were going to go to the Guineas and, and we just decided we wouldn't um, 
she's uh, doing everything very easy and very well at the moment. Um, obviously, if she goes to the Guineas, then it'll be there without a run, which is very would be very difficult for her. Um, it's very rare that you'd see a horse do that. I think most of the fillies that we won the Guineas with first time out, they all had a lot of experience at two where this filly, you know, he's one easy run at the Cora. Mm. But um, she looks, she's like extra exciting in her work. So, um, like when you see that, it's always possible. But um, like it's it's uh, experience can be very important. Yeah, absolutely, particularly around Newmarket, as as you say. But defeating the one thousand guineas wouldn't preclude her from victory later in her campaign. Uh, a horse that I can't believe for a second gave her running. The only thing that worries me is that it, it was at Newmarket in the in the Rockfell is Monday. She's a massive price for the one thousand guineas by Fastnet Rock out of Bally Doyle, who was very smart for you as a, as a juvenile. No pressure with that name. What was the report from Ryan that day as, as to what went wrong and how is she? Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, no, she, she, there was a bit of a non-event really. It just didn't go right. Um, she'd done very well over the winter as well. Um, um, but uh, I think yesterday before she was a little bit off. Uh, so we, we just backed away from her for a while and we probably really leave her for a few weeks so I would imagine she, she definitely won't make an English guineas anyway um, but physically has done well and, and uh, we'll just wait and see how she's over the next couple of weeks Talking of Santa Barbara given the fact that you were saying that it would take something special to win if she does go there first time out without uh, so much experience does that mean that you're leaning more towards her being a potential Oaks filly? We're not sure that she'd get an Oaks trip obviously by Camelot you'd hope that she would and it's possible but she's showing so much speed in the work. It's it's um it's very unusual, really, what she's doing. So we're a little bit, little bit um scratching her heads with her, really. Um, she's made like a big sprinter, and uh, she's going through a work kind of in second gear, no matter what we work her with. So I suppose um we, we get her started and see. <clears throat> Obviously, we always had it that she could be a, a, a Guinea's Oaks filly. Um, so it's going to be interesting when she starts to see what is going to happen um, and obviously if she uh, stays relaxed the way she is and, and uh, she goes through her races the way she works like I don't think tri- trip will be a problem for her because at the moment she's only, only in first and second gear but listen, that can all change very quick as we know Given that she's out of peeping fawn and by American Pharaoh, trip shouldn't be at any difficulty for Willow, who would be your next in the market for the Oaks. Yeah, we always thought that she would stay. Um, we think that's the kind of silly she is an Oaks silly. She'd probably start in an Oaks trial uh, um, somewhere. She could go to Navin or Nace or one of those silly races and go from there. But it would be probably a mile and a quarter she'd start us and uh, we'll train her and treat her like she's an Oaks silly at the moment. Loyal, who hasn't hit the track yet, but does have uh, an entry for the Oaks. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, she's um, she's a filly that's probably middle distance filly, mile and a quarter, mile and a half filly. She uh, obviously hasn't run, but she's not far away from running. Um, but she's a filly who's probably going to stay well. Um, and uh, she's probably starting a filly's maiden somewhere, mile and a quarter, might, might be even a mile and a half. And uh, Espana? Yeah, she's... Um, Nearly ready to run as well. It could be the same. It could be a filly's maiden, mile and a quarter, uh, and or a mile and a half. Uh, she walked this morning and walked nicely. Nearly ready to go. Arturo Toscanani. He's in the field in in uh, Newmarket. Uh, he's ready to run. Uh, he's, he's he's walking lovely. He won his maiden at the car over seven, and we always thought that he would get much further. So we're thinking of going to 
new market with him, um, good shape, um, uh, no happy with him, and, and uh, we kind of use it as a kind of a derby trial to start off and see where we go from there. Uh, in it. Duke of Minutia, by no name ever? Um, yeah, he might go to the listed race in in, in Newmarket as well as a seven furlong listed race. He had a good run in the, in the handicap at the car at the start and uh, he might go there next day. He seems to have come forward from the run. Beautifully named horse called Roman Empire uh, by Galileo out of Shreem. Um, he ran a bit disappointing yesterday in bad ground at, at Gorn. Um, we, we really liked him and it was working very well but um, ground was very bad there. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, he just got hung up in the early pace and he just got a little bit tired in it but uh, we think he'll leave that run well behind him Sir Lucan uh, another interestingly named horse yeah he, he's done very well as well he's ready to go as well um, he'd probably go for a derby trial and might could be in Chester or somewhere like that um, we always thought that he would be turning to a lovely mile and a quarter mile and a half a middle distance horse but a uh, classic type horse very happy with him uh, another uh, Camelot as well so a big potentially big season for him. Um, I made a shocking omission in the older horses uh, just briefly before we touch on one or two juveniles. Aaron Naveen, he suffered yeah, a season-ending injury, I think, in, in a maiden. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's, he's back in full work. Um, um, there's a mile and a half maiden coming up shortly from that's where he go, and he, he might be trained for the Gold Cup after that. Uh, he's a horse we think that the get the, the mice has a good chance of getting the Gold Cup trip um, so he'd go to his maiden first and then and then go on from there Okay uh, in terms of first season stars it doesn't go much better for uh, a horse when uh, your first runner is placed and your second wins and wins very very well uh, by Caravaggio out of the uh, fantastic immortal verse um Tenebrisium is just beautifully bred, Aiden, and looks all over a Royal Ascot filly. Yeah, no, very happy with her. Um, she's a lovely filly. She quickened up very well. She got a little bit uh, check coming out of stall, so she did very well to win on the day in, in bad ground. Um, but she was walking like a very classy filly. And uh, I know we were delighted with her run, really. Um, if she's going to Ascot, she might have one more run in between. Could be Irish Guineas weekend or something like that. Um, so, uh, no, she's a city to look forward to, we think. Uh, Contarelli Chappelle, who is again by Caravaggio, but this time out of Chechnyakova, who's uh, full sister to the late, great High Chaparral, one of my favourite horses, but also the dam of uh, Fancy Blue, who was a first classic winner in his first season for your son, Donica, and uh, then went on, of course, to win uh, the uh, NASA Stakes at Goodwood as well. Um, what can you tell us about how she is working? Yeah, she's lovely. She's uh, working very classy. Uh, looks very smart, Philly, at the moment. Uh, she's not far away from running. Um, I know she's a uh, Philly we're looking forward to seeing out. Uh, you have a deep impact out of not many of those left, um, unfortunately, uh, but out of Winter, who is a Final Furlong Podcast legend, uh, having been put up at, at 50s uh, on the show to win the, the 1,000 guineas, so we'll be forever in her debt. Um, deep impact out of winter. Uh, the horse isn't named yet, but that's just a pedigree that really stood out to me. Yeah, she's lovely as well. She's uh, coming along lovely. Um, um, she's a 
gone very easy through her work as well and, and looks like a filly that has plenty of class. So um, she's another one. Yeah, you, you would be looking forward to to running. Um, probably probably waiting six or seven furlongs with her, but she's she's doing everything lovely at the moment. Okay, uh, Dubawi out of Alice Springs. Yeah, she's strong, hardy, early, fast-looking filly. Um, looks like could be comfortable starting over six. Um, she's uh, doing her work well as well, uh, half-speeding nicely. And uh, the sister to Mogul that you have? Yeah, she's lovely. Uh, she's obviously bred to be a middle-distance filly, so we'll be taking our time with her. Um was uh, physically doing very well. And there's four cults that are of note. Uh, the first is the brother to Magical, Galileo out of Halfway to Heaven. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. And obviously he's the same. We'll be taking our time with him. Um, um, but doing well and, and doing everything right at the moment. HMS Endeavour, Warfront out of Lady Eli. Yeah, he's he's looks sharp and fast and early at the moment. He's not far away from running. Uh, he's he's shown plenty in his work. Um and uh, nice bit of ground. He, he should be out shortly. Okay. Uh Milwaukee, Warfront out of Belly Doyle. Yeah, he's a horse we'll probably take our time a little bit with. Uh nice, easy moving horse. Um but we'll probably take our time and uh, he'll hopefully be out for the second half of the season. Okay, and the final one is New York City, Invincible Spirit out of Rajim. Yeah, he's a horse that like a nice bit of ground. Uh, he's he's a quick horse, um, so we'll wait till the ground dries up a little bit far. Any of those two-year-olds looking like a potential, I don't know, Coventry horse right now, Aidan, that you could tell uh, No, no, they're... they're um, I think the ones you mentioned are all nice um, classy I, I suppose the the, the Chenchnikova filly at the moment is, is working very nice um, you know so um, yeah so it, she could be a very smart filly okay so we'll we'll go with the Chenchnikova filly then as the juvenile to follow if I was to ask you for uh, three three year olds to follow so essentially I'm looking at the 2000 guineas, uh, Oaks, Derby, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, and one, I, I better go two older horses to follow. So three three-year-olds and two older horses to follow from Aidan O'Brien for Final Furlong Podcast listeners. Um, three-year-olds, uh, it's very difficult. Um, um, I suppose Sir Lucan, you, you mentioned him, he's going very nice of the three of the three year olds um, I suppose the, the um, Van Gogh has done very well the, the, the two horses from the Jew horse last year uh, very happy with them as well so um, and then older horses oh sure any three has to start but it'll be interesting to see what he does and we we're very happy with him he's done very well over the winter um, and then um, you want another older horse. I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's it. Lupe Fernandez has done well as well. So, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, to be fair, we hadn't touched on on either of them. It is nice to see Armory back, particularly after that big run in Australia. Is Lupe Fernandez going to be a, a sprinter this season? 
No, probably Myla, or Tinkan at the moment. Okay, so uh, potentially another one to be challenging Order of Australia. Aidan, it's a pleasure to talk to you as always. Thank you so, so much for giving us your expert insight, uh, and particularly at such a busy time for you as well. The very best of luck with all of the trials that are coming up, but more importantly, the best of luck with the classics as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get to chat to you again before Royal Ascot. Please, God. Thanks, Ems. You're welcome. Aiden, best of luck to you. And thanks very much for joining us again on the Final Furlong Podcast. Pleasure, Ems. I could talk racing with Aiden O'Brien all day long, listening to that man talk about pedigrees, how horses are working, race planning, and horses walking around Belly Doyle with smiles on their faces. The man's an absolute legend, and it's a pleasure to get to chat to him yet again on the Final Furlong Podcast. And uh, looking forward to hopefully speaking to him again before Royal Ascot. I've got some gravy coming for you, so stay tuned. But if you did like this edition of the show, all that we will ask of you is to like and retweet on Twitter, share the content on social media, and uh, if you're listening on your whatever podcast app it is, give us a five-star rating. It's a massive help to us. It's been an incredible year for the Final Forum Podcast so far, and that's all down to you. But if you do that, it helps with algorithms, it helps with all kinds of things that blow my head off when I try to actually understand it. But thank you. We really appreciate the support. But sharing on social media and hitting the subscribe button on your podcast app, that really helps the Final Furlong Podcast. And it's all that we will ask of you for this free content. Speaking of gravy, if you want really good flat content, you know you got to come to the Final Furlong Podcast. But to go along with that, the companion read that you must have with classic contenders and hardened handicappers with a dedicated section on juveniles to follow. Detailed editorials exploring first season stallions. Paul Ferguson stepping in to write about five horses to follow. Classic contenders and those all important 40 horses that look ready to win this flat season. If you want to get ahead, then you need Weatherby's flat horses to follow. And we got you covered with that gravy as promised. Promo code for a £3 discount is FLAT21. That's FLAT21, all lowercase. Whether you're buying the print copy, the digital copy, or if you're going for the bundle, £3 off your purchase using that all-important code FLAT21. Get it at weatherbeesshop.co.uk more gravy courtesy of ourselves and Weatherbees. we'll chat to you again very very soon on the final forum podcast remember to like share and subscribe that's what the youtube kids say isn't it yeah talk to you soon god bless the final furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by tote try tote today and get a risk-free bet on the pools